Being an effective real estate broker means you are a go-getter, an advocate, a voice, a cheerleader, and a trusted advisor. The gratification we get when our clients close on their home is priceless, but it takes knowledge, hard work, and compassion to help you get there. I am Linda Longmire, designated managing broker at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Stark Real Estate in Hoffman Estates, and I make sure my team knows their hard work matters. Building a strong relationship is where it all begins. We want our clients to feel supported in every step and feel confident when it's time to say, welcome home. Good afternoon and welcome back. I'm Linda Longmire, Managing Broker with Berkshire Hathaway Stark Real Estate in Hoffman Estates, actually in the Bellworks building here. So today we're going to be having a little bit of fun and starting a new segment in my podcast, and I'm going to introduce you to one of my neighbors. And you say, well, how's that going to be? Well, you're going to see very soon. We are going to meet the World's Fair. And you're going to say, well, World's Fair, let me think, Linda. That was an event in 1933. So you're going to be pretty awesome if you can bring me to the World's Fair. Well, you're just about ready to step in there. Well, good morning. And as promised, I want to take you to the World's Fair. So today, as Daniel and I happen to be walking into this great facility, um, I want to introduce to you Daniel, who runs this great World's Fair. Now, World's Fair, you'd say, goodness, does this look like a fair back in 1933? Not so sure, but you're going to tell us how you got this fabulous name. Yeah, so the World's Fair, you know, the way I think of it is you, you come together, you bring families, kids, and you just want to hang out, enjoy yourself, have fun. It's almost like a show being here. Totally. I couldn't agree with you more. We waited for a while for this to all come into play, but it is so great because I love the games, but mm -hmm. the food. Tell us how you really came up with the idea of your food line, especially yeah. your coffee line. So the food line is more fair oriented, you know, with the Philly cheesesteaks, the smash burgers, the tenders. So it's a lot of, you know, fair food that you would get. And then the coffee, right. one of a kind. You can't get it anywhere else. We, we order all of our coffee from around the world. So. It's basically getting the world of coffee, you know? Yes, and I might add, quite delicious. I do like to try different ones all mm -hmm. the time, yeah. which makes it great. But, so let's walk out a little bit and show off this great place, because not only do you have great food, but you have a wonderful environment. Mm -hmm. I like the games personally. I'm a terrible bag player, but I still go ahead and challenge myself <laughs> out there on the patio, so it makes it kind of cool. Yeah, the patio's you know. great. Yes. Especially well, right now with, uh, with the summer weather. Well, but you have the fire pit for fall, mm -hmm. so what could be better? Yeah. But anyway, I do invite you all to come and join the World's Fair because they do feature swings. They do feature not only bags, but all sorts of fabulous games. So, Daniel, Thank you so much for sharing this great environment with us, and I Thank look for forward to uh, being here again. Of course. So welcome back. Isn't Daniel fun? Oh my gosh, the great mini coffees, teas, and well, shall I call it my favorite Pepsis he also carries, along with wonderful food. I love all the games that he offers, and uh, did you like those swings? Oh, I'm a fan of them. But I also like the outdoor area with the fire pits for fall. So next time you're in the building, or you can call me, and let's go ahead and run over to the World's Fair and create your own memories. 
But today, you're going to meet someone most interesting that is going to be a fabulous part of your life. And this is a young woman that I met and through a mutual friend, Julia Joseph. So welcome, Julia, and thanks so much for coming today. And thanks for having me, Linda. Oh, no problem whatsoever. So Julia's business is Interior Stylist. So tell us about that. How'd you get into the business? So um, it's an interesting story. Mm -hmm. So it is a second career. So my first career was in the software industry, and I was actually a trainer and educator in that business. And then along comes a marriage and a few children. So I took a little break in between raising a couple little kids. So they got off to school and decided to do something completely different. Now, when I was in college, I actually have a degree in psychology, which has served me well in a multitude of ways, especially Most with definitely. two small children, um, that uh, I started actually started off as an art major in college and then switch. So I kind of took all of that artistic ability that I had previously, and I think vented over the years in all sorts of different creative, you know, crafting areas and things like that. And actually, I was actually nursing my second son, uh, who is now 29. (laughs) Um, And I read an article in the Better Homes and Garden about this new generation of designer that was emerging that they called it interior redesign. And so the gist of that methodology was that rather than, you know, sweeping into your home with a Coco Chanel suit on and a string of pearls and saying that everything must go, they used what they, what you already had and kind of celebrated what you already had and within your home and then moved on from that. And I thought, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, I, I, think this is the best thing in the world. And I think that the um, ideal demographic of people my age would just love that. And at the time we lived in San Francisco. So small spaces have to be used to the fullest there. And harried mothers who had just enough cash to bring somebody in as a professional, but not enough to be able to, you know, sweep through the whole, their entire, you know, interiors, just buying everything new. So I uh, went back to college, took some interior design classes, and then took a couple specialty courses and a certification to start doing this. And with that came home staging as well, because that was an emerging market as well. Definitely. So my business was created. I trotted two small children off to school on a yellow school bus, <laughs> and I had a window of time, which was was, you know, the children went to school and picked up around three o'clock. So that was a small window, but it was a career for me that I could grow into. So I could start off small part-time. Right. And as my children grew, my business can grow. So we ended up moving back to Chicago and which I had to reboot my business all over again. And there I was, now I'm heading into my 24th year in this business. And this is what I do now. Of course, I have expanded my business by leaps and bounds um, to include other services, more traditional interior design services, um, home staging, and all the other things that go with an interior design business, color, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I absolutely love it. Wake up every morning enthusiastic about my business and which led me to you. So, well, you did that wonderful certification course for us right here at this building. And I know that we have many brokers looking to uh, get it 
who couldn't get in because your class was completely right. full. But I think what is very interesting about yours is that you use things that are in people's homes. Correct. Not always will that work, but when it can, then I think people really enjoy it so much more because it's personal to them and it really looks like them. Right. You know, and with home staging, you know, home staging and interior design are different in terms of the philosophy for it. Define uh, it. Right. So interior design is all about you, the homeowner. It's your personal choices. It's a development of your style, how your family operates, what you love, your treasures, your colors that you love, mm -hmm. and everything that goes with it. But when you sell your home, it's not about you anymore. It's about the future homeowner and what they will desire. Mm -hmm. And with the, the state of real estate today, even though you can kind of figure out who the ideal person is for that home because of where the house is located, mm -hmm. the price point of the home, the style of the home, you know, ranch versus two story. Mm -hmm. You still have to kind of appeal to a broad group of people because you just never know who is going to fall in love with that home. So right. home staging has to do with identifying who the future homeowner is, not the current homeowner. But the good thing is most people have wonderful things in their home and we can utilize those things and get that streamlined into right. that nicely packaged product that a staged home is. Right. Exactly. Well, and you know, I have a wing in my basement, as my children would say, <laughs> and it has all sorts of product in it, which I know that I would say to you, hey, if you can utilize any of this right. for home staging, please take it and use it, especially if it is a vacant home. Right. So if it's a vacant home, how would you best approach that? Well, vacant homes are completely a different aspect of the home staging industry. Right. So the good thing is that in the area that we are in the Chicagoland area, because it is a big metropolis, there are a few big home rental companies that will rent you furniture mm -hmm. and larger items like your, you know, your tables and, and lamps and things like that. Right. So there's a few of those which are, you know, nationally done. And then there's some really great large home staging companies that their focus is completely on warehousing this furniture. Now, if you didn't want to use a secondary company, mm -hmm. many different ways of doing it is that you don't have to stage the entire home. You can stage just key areas of the home. Which and, would be? And statistically, uh, the National Association of Realtor comes out with these statistics every year, right. and it's always the same four rooms, which is the living room, mm -hmm. the kitchen, the primary bedroom, and then the fourth one, which has just been added the office because okay. we have gone through a trial area of, of the past couple of years right. in the home office. And you've seen it as a realtor totally that it used to be kind of just a whatever room. And maybe sometimes they weren't even using it as a home or office. the dining room. Yeah. Or the dining room. And now these home offices are a big selling feature right. in a home. So you can furnish and accessorize and style those spaces. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if ideally it would look like a home, if you think, you know, it's kind of the model home effect, mm -hmm. but cost effectively, sometimes you can only do particular rooms. Right. And that's where that professional home stager is, or some, a realtor that's educated 
in-home staging that can mm -hmm. identify those spaces to get them, you know, get them furnished so people can identify and see themselves living in the home. And that's the gist of home staging is that they feel that they can identify it and feel, see themselves living in the home. Right. And I do think it's really important to have the furniture in a vacant home. Just from the standpoint, we can do virtual pictures, you know, on the MLS without a doubt. But then when the people come mm -hmm. in, it is so difficult for them to envision, you know, the size of the bed or where's the couch going to go. And sometimes vacant rooms look small right. when they're really spacious. And I think too, it a lot of times with vacant homes, it's a it's like a palette for you to put negative thoughts on. They find yes. all the little tidbits that are wrong with the house or they see things that you probably wouldn't have seen right. with a house that was furnished that you could identify in a activity. Mm -hmm. They just see the, the bones of things instead. Mm -hmm. So I think that if you think about home staging, especially when it comes to vacant, it is, it's not inexpensive. It's a much more expensive thing, yes. but it's a much more, it's, it will sell your house quicker mm -hmm. and for that higher price. And that, in that, in the end, the goal of every real estate transaction is that it's is done as quickly as possible for the most amount of money. So you can get that equity out right. and move on to your next chapter of home. Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree with you. And color scheme, I think, is so big and important. Do you ever recommend that, you know, one of those rooms that you've identified be repainted to something more trending? Every day. <laughs> so what is the trending so color? Here, okay, so interestingly, okay, so every year, here's what happens every year. Um, in the fall, mm -hmm. all the major paint companies come out with these new palettes of the year. A every year? Every single year. Oh, because they're, in, they're in the sales business. Yes. And then on top of that, there are a few color um, default color direction companies, which is Pantone and the color marketing group and Pantone. We've all seen Pantone colors. They're right. used everything from a mix master to a car. Whereas the paint companies are much more, you know, written into home design. And then on top of that, there are statistics that come out by real estate companies such as the National Association of Realtors, right. and then the big realtor online things like Zillow. So Zillow comes out with these data every year as well. And interestingly enough, year to year, they change because trends and desire right. changes as well. So as you know, as well as every listener and watcher that's watching this podcast, is that white kitchens have been trending and trending and trending. Mm -hmm. And yes. we can thank HGTV and all those other shows for that white on white on white kitchen, right. which if you are a human. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to think I'm one. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a human, it might be a little difficult to work in because yes. kitchens are messy and things happen and food is, is of, of a it different, stains. yeah, it stains yeah. and things like that. So interestingly, last year, the white kitchen was still trending, but the statistics just came out mm -hmm. and now it's the gray kitchen. Really? Yeah. So gray cabinets, mid-tone gray cabinets are now a desired trend when it comes to kitchen design, as well as wall paint colors as well. 
wall paint colors. Yeah. So, so tell yeah. Me about so gray. That. So gray is still, even though we've been trying to, you know, say goodbye to gray. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to home staging, though, so those neutrals are still important because okay. neutrals give you that blank canvas. True. Of you to start imagining your identity on that. So when it so still neutrals for home staging. Right. But if you're decorating your home. The pat, the rainbow is yours. So every color has been trending. Wow. If you've noticed in many magazines, you're seeing right. beautiful blues and greens, and right. you might see a beautiful yellow front door. Mm -hmm. And if you've walked down the, any aisle in a big box store or a, a home decor store or even home goods or things like that, you see an array of different colors. Right. You don't see that neutral bland, you know, neutral look to things, which, you know, is still, you know, if that's your style. That's awesome. Right. But color is definitely that. So that's so, a kind of an exciting. So if you if you yeah. love color, then when you're decorating, have had it. Mm -hmm. But if you're staging your house, no. <laughs> so would you say still stay with the neutrals, but would you ever use an accent in sure. one room to yeah. kind of bring it up? To yeah. be a little so bit you, more trendy. So you could do a, perhaps, depending on the size of the home, right. a powder room uh -huh. or perhaps, you know, in the office would be a great wall for an accent color. Okay. Now you still want to steer clear from a really bold hue that is, right. that is not a, a taste for everyone, mm -hmm. but be creative. You know, the greens are very popular, blue tones, who doesn't love a blue mm -hmm. that are very popular. Um, you can bring in art and accessories that have great colors, right. which are, you know, once they're done, they're in, you know, they're, they're, they're pulled out of the home, so they don't have to reinvent that. So color definitely drives. And, and if you think in terms of marketing of we, you know, everybody's taking a right. marketing class or, or a graphic design ideas, color sells. That is the mm -hmm. number one driven sense our eyes for right. people to purchase a product. And it, in, in most of it is the color of something. So homes are no different than any other product that's on the market. Right. So would you say maybe not even do an accent wall, but maybe do like if you're going to, you know, dress up your living room, do throw pillows? Yes, yeah, throw pillows, throw. Right. Um, the accents that are on right. the coffee table, um, items on a mantle. Uh, right. in the kitchen, it could be accessories within that, you know, it could mm -hmm. be the art on the walls. Uh, if you're appealing to, um, a younger buyer that you could, even if you're going to do a little remodeling, you could also do an accent color on that Island or that peninsula right. to kind of just zhuzh it up a little bit. So color is a driving force, right. but we just have to, you have to always just kind of pull in the reins a little bit when it comes to home staging. Right. Well, I certainly know that right now we're getting some of our people coming to us saying, gosh, we really do want to sell, but we've got that high schooler that's going to be a junior. And I'm like, this is the perfect time to meet with someone like yourself, because right. now you can kind of budget out and decide which rooms. Is that a good? And I talk to clients like this all the time because I do wear those those many hats in my business. Right. And I'm just not an interior designer, but I also I'm a home stager. So my education mm -hmm. and my expertise run the gambit. So I have clients that call me all the time that say, you know, I want to do some changes to my home. I want to update my kitchen or my living room or my bathrooms or whatever, right. whatever their desire is. But if I decide to sell it, 
three to five years in the future, what are these changes that are going to give me great return on my investment that I can enjoy them now, Mm -hmm. but that I don't have to reinvent the wheel four or five years from now and have to remodel or change or do something because I'm going to sell the home. And the good thing is many of the products that are out there now can give you, you know, give you that personalization that you can celebrate your home while living in it now, right? but then in the future that you can just put it on the market and it will give you, you know, it will give you more than your return on investment because you've enjoyed it these past couple of years. Right. And now you can get a great return when you go to sell your home. And, you know, that's, that's the great advice that you can get from somebody. And two, I, in fact, I just met with somebody a couple of weeks ago and actually referred them to a realtor mm-hmm. associate of mine for a second opinion because they wanted to make right. these changes. And I, in my knowledge, you know, my, I keep in my lane, my knowledge is, you know, interior design, but I am a, you know, I am a stager. So I do have some real estate knowledge, but you, the realtor have so much more, you know, your, this is what you see every single day. This is your knowledge base. This is the, this is what you gather, you know, right. when you're keeping up to date on your business. So sometimes I, I many times I, I, you know, get your advice as well to see what are the best things to do because, you know, making changes in your home can be expensive. It can be expensive and you want them to be smart on the dollars they're going to put in, especially if they have a shorter time period that they're going to be in the property. But if they say they're going to be there a couple of years, I'm excited for them because just like you said, they get to enjoy Mm -hmm. all the renovations. And so it's almost like a love it or listed after a while. Right. um, Because some do make the change. Right. Oftentimes it's the last person leaving the nest and they're like, no, you know, a four bedroom, three and a half bath is just, I don't wish to clean Monday to right. Monday. It's too much. Right. Yes. It's absolutely. too much. But the thing that's too, like what you were, I think what you first said is if it's a shorter period of time. Right. So the ideal situation, they're going to be there, you know, five to seven years more, they can get, you know, they can enjoy that new quartz mm-hmm. countertop, you know, and have enjoyable meals and parties and entertaining but mm-hmm. if they're going to be there only a short period of time, that maybe perhaps that one of them will get relocated right. or they're, you know, that the, you know, what, for whatever reason, then it's even more important to be wise because mm-hmm. you don't want to over improve and right. then have too much improvement that you'll never, ever get that back. And we've heard that story so many times yes. of people investing huge amounts into their home and then they don't understand why that value doesn't transfer over to the asking price of the home. Correct. I mean, even in this market where we're still receiving multiple offers, people have their limit of what they're going to do without a doubt. And two, the desire, you know, what, what that person is that, you know, I just said about how white kitchens were last year and now great this year, you know, like it, it can switch on a dime. They can switch on a dime, and but I'm just amazed at the gray. But I, do. I, I was pretty amazed by the gray too. Yes, you know. Although, and, and here's what I always say though too. You know, the when you see these trends and these statistics mm-hmm. and this information, you have to take it with a grain of salt, because we're located in the Midwest, and the Midwesterners are a whole different group of people. That you know, right. trends are born 
and ran with on the West Coast and the East Coast of the United States. Totally. The South is completely different than the Midwest. And mm -hmm. then those Western states, they too have a different you know, desire and design style. The Midwesterners, we're like the slow and steady people. And we're also known to be, we'll do it ourselves too. Oh, mm -hmm. I can, I'll just build that deck myself. Well, right. you know, there's a lot of YouTube videos. Good luck with that. But that's the Midwestern in, in you know, that's how we're ingenious that way. Yes. So we're kind of slow on the uptake when it comes to those trends. So mm -hmm. like I said, I, you see what the desire is. And I luckily, because I wear that interior designer hat and that home stager hat, right. when people are remodeling, I see what they want. And those right. white kitchens are still going strong. Oh, so, so even though, you know, the statistic will say out that the gray kitchens are the trend and gray cabinets, mm -hmm. we could probably bet to look at statistics right around us, mm -hmm. right within our neighborhoods. And that's how, you know, realtors sell homes is it's, it, you're, you're not selling, you know, 200 miles away from yourself. It's, you know, it's in a 60 mile circumference that, you know, you know what the desire is too. Right. And I always say to be curious, you know, to head out to cabinet makers or places that have, you know, that display and talk to the salespeople to find out what the, you know, what people are buying up. So the, that's a really good statistic to understand, to see what the buyer's desire is. Yes. And there's no harm in going out and visiting several of them so that you right. can get a multitude yeah. of opinions, but it's just like our price point. I mean, the East and West coast went up like a rocket where we were kind of steady mm -hmm. as you go and we're still going nice right. and steady. Yes. And there's, still predicting this next year that home prices will continue to rise in the Chicagoland area 4%. Yeah. So as a result of that, uh, it is steady, steady, right. steady. And the desire is still there. Oh, you know, absolutely. You, like we you said, have. that you will get multiple offers and so many, right. you know, people will be clamoring to come to your home. So, mm -hmm. you know, the inventory isn't what it was, but that was exceptional. Yes. But we're we're like you like you just said, we're the we're the steady as it go mm -hmm. area. So and I so I say the same thing when it right. comes to making updates on your home and staging your home that right. you keep within a realm that appeals to a broad group of people. Sure, have fun with it because there's some really great accessories and color out there. Mm -hmm. And I always say that that those make the best MLS pictures that you don't want this kind of two-dimensional flat look to things. Get people excited about coming to visit the house. Yes, you want to get them to be invited in yes. versus make it look like such a sterile atmosphere. And I can I can talk about something that's very interesting that is evolved actually out of COVID the pandemic. Okay. So for years, and you can probably attest to this because you have children, that the old things in your home were not desirable. Nobody wanted them. Right. No one wanted your great aunt's secretary or that wonderful, you know, covered terrain, ter you know, terrain dish that you had in your China cabinet. Right. That was, you know, discarded <laughs> and that new was better. And the pandemic and COVID, and we were, you know, we spent a lot of time in our homes, yes. changed all of that, especially for younger people. And the biggest reason was you were at your home and you were celebrating, people really learned to love their homes, which is a good right. thing. 
Right. On top of it, logistically, you couldn't get new things or you couldn't get out to get new things or, or back order for or the back things were back order. So people started repurposing and reusing and celebrating things that were already existing. So that mm-hmm. has created, and I'm sure we have all we have all heard granny chic or granny beach or all mm-hmm. these kind of granny wear right. uh, maximalism all these type of things and it, it have become super popular in those grandchildren or daughters or sons who didn't want your things want your things because that so is like the new true. thing to do so mm-hmm. i think there might be hope in the future that your china might be loved by someone and maybe even your a sterling family, silver. family member, right? <laughs> Versus the, the neighbor down the block or whatever. Right. Or the resale shop, right? Yes, exactly. So but, the, so my point was going to be when it transfers to easily done for interior design, mm-hmm. because that's the purpose of interior design. Celebrate the things that you love. Yes. You know, look at the treasures, look at your favorite paintings, celebrate those, get those things out. But when it comes to home staging for decades, you know, old was not good. We needed to bring mm-hmm. in the latest trends, the latest accessories, the latest furniture. And now we can do a little bit more mix and matching about kind of creating that little bit more created, you know, that curated look mm-hmm. in a home because that the buyer desire is demanding it now. Well, and I think it's more, it feels more personal when people walk through the home yes. too, and yeah. they can see themselves there versus it. Looking like a store, like looking like a store. Right. Yes. And that's not where you're going to live. Right. And they can't identify. And I think too, that home staging, which we all know, we all know about now, it took, you know, it took a while, Yes, but they, I think home staging too is pictured as a vacant home staging Mm -hmm. that there is this, you know, um, this truck rolls up and all these wonderful things compiling out of it to create this very beautiful home. When in fact, most homes, I would probably say 93% or more, more have people living in them. They have, there's humans living in the homes Yes, and with their stuff. Right. So that an occupied home with treasures within Mm -hmm. is actually a more focus for any realtor thinking about their client's home going on the market, that there is plenty of things to use to create Mm -hmm. that beautiful lived in. I want to live in this home because there's, it's charming and beautiful versus having to run out and, you know, purchase a bunch of things. Right. If there was just one room that they could afford to do, what would be that one room? I would say uh, I'm always torn between the formal living room mm-hmm. and the dining room. Now, any list that you see for statistically of the importance of the room and dining room has kind of pushed up a little bit because we were home, you know, yes. so pe- we were home and Midwesterners love dining rooms because we like to eat. Um, totally. That. When I go to many homes for not older sellers, but younger sellers, sometimes the dining room is the forgotten room mm-hmm. and they might have a passed down or a thrift dining room set, or they don't right. even have, a, they don't even use the dining room. It might be a playroom for their kids. Like you said, an office. Right. And I always say that the dining room and the living room are the first impression rooms because that's usually what flags the foyer. 
Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And so making those inviting and yes. warm, I think is really, really So if important. you're going to have to get, like, if you don't mm -hmm. have furniture, pro like product, you know, props, if you want to call it for staging, mm -hmm. to ex explain the home. Because I think that homes from the exterior might have beautiful curb appeal mm -hmm. and it's a certain style. And mm -hmm. then when you walk in, Mm -hmm. You're a little, it's like that, when you talked about the, the, the virtual staging. Yes. It's a little disappointed. It is because they can't envision themselves right. there, but those are usually the first two rooms that you're walking into. Right. And so if, you, if there's you, an elevation that we have to create. If you're comfortable right. there, right. then you want to move forward and to move the rest on. of the spaces. Right. And home should tell a story. Um, when I first started, when I moved back to Chicago, I fell into model homes. It was not, it was completely unexpected mm -hmm. and very welcoming. And I did model homes for like a decade. So the thing that I learned about model homes is that you're creating an attainable lifestyle. Like you're, if you, right. this model home looks like it because you will live like this. Mm -hmm. If you buy this home, that's the attraction of a beautiful model home. Mm -hmm. Home staging is no different. Correct. That you're creating, this is an attainable lifestyle. And mm -hmm. you and I met earlier with somebody who was moving from a small space to a three bedroom and two bath space. They, they, yes. they went from apartment to home. Yes. And it's, it's a huge jump and it's for yes. anybody, whether you're downsizing, right. Upsizing or anything in between, mm -hmm. it's still a lifestyle and home staging ex explains it, explains the right. lifestyle. And every home does have a story. And so it's very important for you to tell your story so that people will identify right. with that and want to right. become a part of that. And it's not that you have to do every trending color, but just make it look inviting. Right. You know. And then on the design side, you know, when I flip my hat back to the other side, that's the same desire of people mm -hmm. who hire me as well. Right. That I we moved into this home three years ago. I have never been comfortable with the colors. I don't know right. what to do with my living room. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing that I have I have discovered in the 24 years I've been in business, which was part of my marketing, like within the first two months of me starting my business, right. I'm hosting something. So people hire me a lot because they want me to style the home or use what they have or set up the spaces mm -hmm. because they're having a something function. a function at their home right and their They're house bad. has to look their very best correct i'm hosting a baby shower i'm having my son's graduation and i've got to get this we've lived in this house for three years and i have done nothing and now i need to do something right. so and that happens if you if you've ever watched any any tv commercial that that sells furniture right yes when do they do the most commercials right before thanksgiving that is right? so very true. Or graduation. Or graduation. I right. Mean, huge. Uh, all those commercials. So design is the same thing right. that you, the people, especially in my line, that I'm 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 kind of a niche designer mm -hmm. that is gonna try to use as most as you what you have before we buy something new, mm -hmm. that I can reinvent that space within a you know, within a few hours or a day without you having to buy or then you know the list is small that I need you to go shopping for. Right. But it all because something's happening within their home that people always do things for one of two reasons, pain or pleasure. 
There you so, go. There you <laughs> at go. At the end of the right? day, uh, they're doing it just for right. that. Right. And typically, it's the pleasure of an event at their home. Right. You know, or it's the empty nester syndrome, and they've got to get out of Dodge. Yeah. But they've yeah. got to do it in such a way that it Absolutely. will appeal to other yeah. people. That they can move yeah. on to their next chapter. Yes. And, you know, and that's my whole tagline. I'm designed for every chapter of home. So, mm-hmm. interestingly, when it goes back to the party part, is that I have found myself over the years that I'm just not, you know, decorating and styling and designing their home that they, I have to now talk to them about their serving pieces as well. And luckily I have, I was raised a a certain way that I can, I can talk to them and say, open up those cabinets and tell me what you have. And this is how you're going to have, you know, where this is how you're going to place your party. So I do a lot of speaking at libraries. So that's actually one of my most of the time with libraries around this time of the year. In fact, I just got an email from one of the libraries and said, can you talk about holiday decorating and hosting? Because that's a struggle in itself too. Oh, and the flow of like a table. Right. So that you can manage all your people. Right. You know, because you may have 40 people in your home that typically holds six or seven. Right. And how to set up your furniture differently. Correct. And interestingly enough, I always people say to people that they think they need to go out to buy things. But most people have enough. And there's many accessories and things within your home Mm -hmm. that can double for entertaining. And I always say the same thing happens with staging. And I always tell the story of a staging that I did a couple years ago. And I've worked with this realtor for years. And she thought I was bringing accessories. And I thought she was going into her basement like you have. What do yes. you call it? The wing? Yeah, and the wing. Was, and she was bringing her accessories. And I used to have a Mini Cooper. And I drove up and she's like looking at me in my car like, where's your stuff? And I said, I thought you were bringing stuff. And, I, oh. you know, and I'm from the southwest suburbs. And this was in the northwest suburbs. Oh. And I said to the, I said, well, I believe they're in Florida. And I know that they, and she said they, you know, they packed up a lot of things. They're not, they're half moved out of the house, but not quite moved out of the house. Okay. And I said, well, they probably have enough. And they did. Of course. So we did a little, you know, we did a little, you know, I call it house hunting. That We went and hunted through the house and we went into the basement and looked at her storage areas and looked at a couple of the boxes that had been wrapped by the movers, you know, for a couple pieces of art. And we were able to stage the home Mm -hmm. and style the bookcases that she had already emptied of all the books. Wow. With the things that were just in her home. And I always say that, you know, above that refrigerator in that extra cabinet where all those serving pieces are, you know, a covered, you know, a covered cake stand can go onto an island and plates Mm -hmm. can be put on plate stands and put into bookcases. So Mm -hmm. Mo, I always say that before you go out and run out to buy staging products, or even, you know, if you're redecorating your home, take a look at what you already have. Right. Because you probably have it. And as we know, Midwesterners, we don't move. Well, and we have and basements. We keep things. And we have basements. <laughs> as my kids say, you keep everything. We keep everything. I said, well, of course I do. But and then when you I get have to it a, in boxes. And, and then when you get to a, a, you know, a certain age, you collect things because you now have maybe your aunt or your grandparents yes. or your parents' items. Right. And you become the keeper of the goods, as I call it. And, you know, we're Midwesterners, so we We've learned from our parents that you don't throw everything away. Yep. And because we have a basement, we we have a wing. Yes. <laughs> well, most interesting. So if you were to impart one thing to the audience today about staging and then, you know, about remodeling, what would 
be that one nugget? So on the design side mm -hmm. that I would say, if you were going to refresh your home to right. do your homework and the good thing about Chicagoland is we have wonderful areas, you know, we can, you can go to beautiful appliance stores. Um, mm -hmm. If you want to make a journey, there's a thing called Kohler, Wisconsin that has a beautiful showroom. Love that. There's place. our big box stores. We have, you know, we we're this is a big city. So there's plenty of things for you to be inspired by. Right. So the first thing I would say is to be, in, in, be inspired by something. So whether okay. it's in person or online, that's the other thing we can do. And to have a game plan with that. And then think about your lifestyle. So even though you see all these beautiful, you know, showcasey type of things and you see things online and you watch HGTV, that may not be your lifestyle, that you need to have a certain lifestyle. And I will give you an example. So I, my client texted me the night before last that I've been working. I've worked with her probably for around 10 years. And she is in her downsizer house and she just lost her husband within the past year. And she's doing a little bit of remodeling and good for her that, you know, keeping busy and doing some right. updates and things like that. And she was considering putting up a, a very expensive runner up the stairs, to the secondary bedrooms, which she doesn't use very frequently, but down her stairs into her basement where her laundry room is. And mm -hmm. she was doubting herself to do this, that she okay. should put a runner on the stairs and spend that money. Right. And by the way, it was leopard. Um, wow. Or should she not do it because she started thinking about aging into the space? Mm -hmm. And will that carpet runner heading down the stairs or up the stairs is now a single woman? Right. Will there be a trip factor involved? And I said to her and I said, you know, I said, what if you decide to sell in mm -hmm. four years? Do you want leopard carpeting up the stairs that costs you a fortune? Or would you just rather have a really beautiful runner down your hall or an accent rug made out of that mm -hmm. and keep those stairs free, which will save her money. Right. And she will feel safe walking up and down them. Mm -hmm. So those are the th types of things that I want you to think about. If you're thinking about remodeling, how long you're right. going to stay, what kind of lifestyle you have, and then an inspiration. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to home staging, everything in reverse. So, so yes. I always say when I decorate homes, I celebrate the soul of your home. Right. But when I stage it, I rip that soul out. <laughs> I love that. So when it but it's so true. It's true. So with staging that it's like everything in reverse. So everything that you, that, that leopard runner that you wish you could have on the stairs to embrace awesome if you're going to stay right. in your home right have had it that's right. it's your space exactly but when it comes to staging start thinking about the future person falling in love with your home so you want to show off the wonderful built-ins or the architecture mm -hmm. and maybe removing some of the items that might be too personalized or the color palette right or the products because you are moving to the next chapter and you do have to pack up so it's mm -hmm. a perfect time that if you have some time to start thinking about the things in your home, where they're going to. Mm -hmm. So many times, many times when I'm working with a client who's transitioning, they've already been my client. We're going to get ready to stage this right. house and help them with the next house. The first thing that I do is I'm going over there to measure the things that are going with them and the things that they can take with them and then the things that have to go to stage right. the home.
So that would be my tidbit for people who are selling is Mm -hmm. to think of the things that are coming with you to the next spot Mm -hmm. and the things that don't need to come with you to, for you to start discarding. And that's a, it's a, it's a struggle to do. It is, you know, things hold, yeah, they hold a lot of soul. They do. And that is the most difficult thing for people because if one likes one piece and one doesn't, Therein lies a factor of who's yes. going to win, so to speak. Or you've, or you've lived in your home for 50 years and you have 50 years of things. Right. That you've been, you know, collecting, like we just said, you know, you might have inherited things from lost loved ones or you have, you mm-hmm. know, a thing about, you know, fiesta wear. Yes. Or hobnail glasses. Midwesters like to collect items. Oh yes, and you're and you're moving to a two bedroom townhouse. You can't take that with you. Absolutely, you can take a few with you. Exactly. So those are the things that I think that people worry more about the big things when they're selling their home. Like you know, do I need to paint my whole house and replace my carpeting things like that? Yes, Mm -hmm. but if you're in just the beginning, start thinking about the things within the home. And I think the average home has 300,000 things in it. Wow. And people don't think about it like that Don't think all. about it. But when you start to pack, you mm-hmm. do. Because Absolutely. when they tell me it's going to take them only an hour in their kitchen, I'm like, probably tack on another zero yeah. behind that. Yeah. Because- Have you, you ever get... had to empty your cabinets to redo something? And oh, I mean- You're there all it's, day. It's shocking. Yes. yes. It's shocking. It's amazing what you find too. Yeah. <laughs> Always and then you, once in a while, you'll meet that one person. You might have that one friend mm-hmm. that has like, they're like the, it's a, it's a very, it's a very rare, rare person yes. and they're, they don't have a lot of things and they, they're not very, you don't meet them very often. No, but they're, they're minimalist. Yeah. They're minimalist. That is okay. like, that's like every, you know, that's the stager's dream, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That they, they only have a few but things. I, I, only can probably count on less this hand. Yeah, and we uh, all and many? we all and we all watch Marie Kondo during COVID. Mm-hmm. That she, you know, that she was eliminating things for the thing, which is funny now because she's left the business completely. <laughs> so all those all those books that people threw away, you can <laughs> go back to the to yeah. the used bookstore and go <laughs> rebuy. Yes. And and that's a huge thing. Books are a huge thing. That those yes, are- they are, and they're very nice to put out. And very easy yeah. to move around yeah. into various. And that's places. actually on my staging list. Of, of yes. those are the things that I always tell people that that's in your arsenal are just books because yes. books can do a, a plethora of things when it comes Absolutely. to home staging, but that's too many is overwhelming. Yes, it's like family photos. I used to when we lived in California, uh, Sunset Magazine mm-hmm. is out in California. So yes. they back in the day they used to have like monthly workshops and it was at the Palo Alto mall, which is this beautiful mall mm. in Palo Alto by Stanford university. So it was just, you know, this is the nineties. So everything was lovely and beautiful. Um, and there was, I for, I forgot what the name, I think her name was Donna Dorn Sachs was the interior designers name. And she used, she did this workshop and, and somebody asked about family photos about, you know, displaying them in a home. And this right. is decorated. This is at home staging. And I always remember this because I use this in my workshops. And she said, acres and acres of family photos are frightening to family and friends. <laughs> it's true. Probably so. Because when you go to visit them, mm-hmm. you're obligated to look. 
oh, totally, you're obligated to look and you're obligated to comment. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just can't look. You have to comment, you know, yeah. even though you're like, oh, they really did put out six more since I was here last. Yeah. I can't envision. It's always those grandkids. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. You know. But so too much. What did Julia Child say? Right. Mm -hmm. Everything in moderation. Yes. Right. Totally. And then you can enjoy life. Without a doubt. Well, it has been a real pleasure, but how can these folks get a hold of you, Julia? You can give me a jingle. Mm -hmm. at my, my business line is 708-448-7500. You can find me on my website, which is my name, which is Julia, J-U-L-E-A.com. And then you can find me on Instagram and, you know, Facebook under my business name. If you just type in the word Julia with an E, I pop up. Um, there's not many of us in the world. And, um, you know, if you want to text me, I, my, my mobile number is 708-543-8597. So if you do not like to speak that you would rather just use things by texting, you can do that too. So that's wonderful, but it has been so wonderful. And thank you for inviting you know, me. I mean, such a variety of information and regardless of where you are in your stage, you know, you can become a part of their life and even make it better regardless if you're just helping them reduce down, trend up right, or get prepared to right. sell. Coming you know. on in or getting out, right. Yes, or anything exactly. in between, right. Anything with, but, the, but the ultimate goal for both you as a businesswoman and myself as a businesswoman is to celebrate home. That home, home is where the heart is. Right. And people do need to enjoy where they live. Right. You know, and they go into it every single day. Right. You know, and after a and you long day. And you should love it. You should yes. love it. Yeah. Because it is, our, it is our safe haven from the storm. Right. Absolutely. I must admit, every day that I leave my home, I turn around one more time because I'm a crazy perfectionist. I right. I like it all just right there. So you're one of those people when you lock your car, you lock it twice? Oh, just in sometimes. Case. <laughs> <laughs> just to make me feel better. Yeah. Uh, then when I walk through the door it's at a, night, right. I'm like, Ooh, I'm home. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And we especially learned that over the mm -hmm. past couple of years about what a haven it is. Right. Totally. So especially today when it's so warm out. So true. Yeah. We do want it to be perfect. Yeah, you know. absolutely. So thank you for having well, me. Thank you for coming. And I'm sure all of you glean so much wonderful information from Julia. And I really highly recommend that you give her a call because if it's one room or an entire home, she's there for you. And that's what makes it really perfect. So until next time, and then you'll get to meet yet another new neighbor. I will see you then. Make it a great day.